A special shout out to Chanoch Kenzer, a good fan of Sammy from South Bend, Indiana, Shlomo Yitzchak Purik from Providence, Rhode Island, and Ezzy Yudkowski from Lakewood, New Jersey. Hope you enjoy. Looking forward to hearing your feedback. Thanks so much. Sammy was sitting in shul after davening. And he was trying very, very hard to learn some Pirkeavos. He was learning the beginning of Pirkeavos, the first Mishnah. And he read the words, Moshe, Kibel, Torah, Misinai. And he read the translation, Moshe received the Torah from Sinai. And he looked up just as the Rav walked by on his way out of Shul. And Sammy stood and said to the Rav, Rav? Yes, Sammy. Could I ask the Rav a question on the Mishnah I'm learning in Perkei Avos? Sure. I just learned that Moshe received the Torah from Sinai. Uh-huh. I just wanted to know what team Moshe was on. What team he was on? Yeah. And I also wanted to know if, did they have also a hundred yards in their game? Or did they in the time of the Chumash have a different type of game? A different type of game? Yeah. You know, Sina was the quarterback, and Moshe was the receiver, so he received the Torah from the quarterback. But, Sammy, that's not what the Mishnah means. Oh, really? You mean, when it says that Moshe gave it to Yeshua, it wasn't like Moshe was doing like a handoff or something? No, that's not what was going on. Oh, <laughs> I, I what, what was going on? You know what, Sammy, I have a good idea. Tonight, I'm giving a shear on Perkyavos, and I'm actually starting with the first Mishnah. Why don't you come to my shear? Oh, great. I'm going. Uh, do you need anything else? No, Rav. Thank you so much. And the Rav left. And Sammy sat down. Sammy said to himself, you know, I better not do the first parak because obviously I don't know what it's talking about. Let me start the second parak. And he opened his Perkyavos to the second parak. Just as he did so, Someone came running into the shul. It was Label. Label was a nice guy. Label was probably about 20 years old. And Label was known to be the Baal Chesed of the town. Which meant that if you had anything that you needed help with, call Label. You wanted to carry something heavy, you needed somebody to help you, call Label. Your car got stuck in the mud, Call Label. You needed help putting up your sugar? Called Label. Label was a very nice and kind guy. And now, Label came running into the show, really late. Sammy said, hi, Label. Oh, hi, Sammy. Listen, I'm in a big, big rush. It's almost Zaman Tefillah, and I haven't daven yet. Really? Why didn't you daven? Well, because I was on my way to show this morning, and suddenly I drove by... You know, the, uh, Mr. 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 Baruch, uh, Hashem. Baruch Hashem? Oh. Burkshim. Is that his name? Yeah, I don't know his name. But anyway, one of those fellows, he was over there, Mr. So-and-so, he, he, he had a flat tire. 
and he was trying to drive to Shul too. So I offered to change his flat tire. And he asked while I was changing his flat tire if it's okay to borrow my car to go to Shul so he can dive it because he had to get to work. I said, sure, no problem. And then I changed his flat tire. And then when his flat tire was changed and he brought back my car, I was going to go to the second minion. But then as I was on my way to the second minion, you will never believe what I found. What did you find? There, lying in the road, in the middle of the road. You know those car things that go on top of the car for luggage that people use sometimes to go on far trips? Yeah. Well, I found one right smack in the middle of the road. Baruch Hashem, nobody drove over it. And I knew this was an opportunity to do Hashavah Savida. Sammy asked him, how'd you know whose it was? Oh, that was easy. It said on it, the owner. The name was written on the cargo container. Oh, so what'd you do? I picked it up and I delivered it. Wow. And then I got back in my car and I was going to go to school again when my phone rang. Yeah. It was somebody, they really, really were carrying some heavy things and the heavy things that they were carrying were going to be going upstairs and they had carried it up three stairs and then the heavy thing fell on them and they were lying on the ground under the heavy thing. What was the heavy thing? I don't know even. It was a big box. Very, very heavy. So I went to their house. I helped them fix the box. I helped them get up. I, and I, and I carried up the stairs to them. Um, and then by that time, it was a few minutes ago, then I got to my car. I raced to my car. I realized I forgot my key in the guy's house. I went back to the guy's house, got my key, and then I realized I left my hat in his house. I ran back, got my hat, then I came to the car, then I drove here, and now I'm going to Davin. Oh. Okay, label. I, I'm here. I'm, I'm just learning a little, a little, um, Pirkeavos, and, um, I'm learning, trying to learn a little bit about baseball. Baseball? Well, the Ruff told me Pirkeavos is not about football, so it must be, what? Anyway, so, um, I'm sorry, I hope I don't disturb you while I'm learning, because sometimes I like to sing when I learn. Uh, I don't think it'll disturb me. And then label went to his seat. And label took his hand and smacked it to his forehead. Oy vey! Uh, what's the matter, Label? I can't believe it. I must have left my tefillin at home. Oh, Yvette, what am I going to do? There's not enough time for me to go home, get my tefillin, put them on. What in the world could I do? Sammy looked at Label and said, Oh, that's terrible. You know... Today is a day off of school. That's why I'm in the shul learning. And maybe my Rebbe, who lives a few houses away from the shul, maybe he knows what to do. Oh, Sam, you know what? I have a good idea. I want to start davening because you're allowed to daven some parts of davening without filling on. So I'm going to start davening so that I can make sure to be caught up in short Esrian time. Maybe could you do me a big favor? Label to do you a favor is... To do chesed for a chesed man is the ultimate chesed. I'll be like the grandfather of chesed. Okay. So what would you like me to do? Could you go ask your Rebbe what I should do? Okay. One minute. All right. But remember, when you come back, I'm going to say Baruch Shomar, and I'm going to be in the middle of Zimra, or maybe in the middle of Baruch Krishma, and I'm not going to be able to talk. So you just tell me what to do, and I won't ask you any questions. All right. That's a plan. And so, Sammy ran out of the shul. Because he was going to do a mitzvah, he knew he was allowed to run. Even though it was running away from a shul, and you're not supposed to run out of shul. 
He ran out of Shul, ran down the block to his Rebbe's house, and he came to the Rebbe's door, screeching called. He banged on the door, knock, 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 and nobody answered. He rang the doorbell a few hundred times, and nobody answered. It doesn't make sense. We don't have school today, so where's Rebbe going to be besides for in his house? <sighs> well, there's only one way to find out. Sammy walked around to the back of the house, where the porch was, went onto the porch, went to the screen, slid the screen of the porch patio door, went to the door itself, slid the door open, poked his head in, and said, Anybody home? And he didn't hear any response. Rabbi, I know you're home. Maybe, Rabbi, you're trying to hide from me. And because not a school day, but I have an emergency, Shaila. Nobody answered. Nobody answered. Uh, uh, okay. Well, um, oh, you know what? Sammy said to himself, maybe Rebbe's in his study learning Tyra, and he closed the door, and he's so involved in learning Tyra that he forgot about the whole world of Eilam Hazah. And he can't hear me. And I'm allowed to interrupt him because it's his first needs for me. So, okay. And Sammy walked into the house. He walked over to the study. He knew where his rubby study was. And he knocked on the study door. Suddenly, the door opened. And his rebbe, standing in the doorway, eyes wide, open with surprise, said, Sammy? Hi, Rebbe. How, how's Rebbe doing? Uh, I'm doing fine, but what are you doing in my house? Oh, what am I doing in Rebbe's house? I'm talking to Rebbe. I know you're talking to me, but how did you get in? Uh, through the patio door. What happened to the front door? Well, it's locked. But what happened to knocking? I knocked and nobody answered. So then ring the bell. I rang the bell, nobody answered. So then obviously nobody's available. But Rebbe was. Rebbe was holding in the, and probably learning Zohar or something and, and didn't hear. I was on the phone. And I heard the knocking and I heard the ringing. And then it stopped. By the time I got off the phone, I figured nobody was there. But Rebbe, I called out from, from, from the patio door. I didn't hear you. Well, um, once I'm here, could I ask Rebbe Shiloh? A Shiloh? It's very important. You see, Label is waiting for me in Shul. Label? Yeah, he, he, he had a Shiloh and he asked me to come run to Rebbe really fast and ask the Shiloh so he can, he can daven properly. He's davening now? It's almost Montfila. That's the point, Rebbe. It's almost Montfila and he's trying to make sure he makes Montfila. Why, why is he davening so late? Label davening so late? He doesn't normally daven so late. Oh well, what happened was, Label said he, he was on his way to Shul, and he saw somebody, I forgot who, and he had a flat tire, and so he stopped to change the tire, and the guy stole his car, and drove to Shul, so Label couldn't get to Shul, after he fixed the tire, and then Label was driving to drive to Shul again, and then he forgot his hat somewhere, and he lost his keys, and, alright, whatever, don't, don't tell me the whole story, I, it doesn't really matter, just, just tell me the bottom line, what's the Shiloh? The Shiloh Rebbe is, Sammy said, as he stroked his unbearded face, the Shiloh is, Label forgot his tefillin at home. Okay. 
And he wanted to know what he should do. Uh-huh. Good child, no? A very good child. Maybe, maybe I should tell it to Rabbi Zilberstein and he'll write it in his new what if book or in his new Acha Shualti and then he'll put my name at the bottom and then I'll become famous. Um, I don't think you should send this Shiloh in. But let me tell you the answer. Yes, Rabbi, what should he do? Should he maybe write a pair of fill really quickly and find himself a cow and check the cow and take the skin and tan it and shape it into film and put the, skin, the, the, the things in and make himself a brand new pair of film really fast? Uh, I, I think that might take a little bit longer than his mantilla. Oh. Um, maybe he should take the mezuzah off the door and put it one on his arm and take another mezuzah off a different door and put it on his head. Uh, I don't think that's going to work. Because you need to have four partios. Four partios. Oh! I got a good idea. He'll take the, both mezuzahs and put them on his arm. And I'll take the safer turf from the arm credits and put it on his head. No, no. No, these are all bad ideas. So I have a simpler solution, Sammy. I want you to go back to the shul and tell Label to walk along the rows in the shul and see if he spots anybody who left their tefillin behind in the shul. So Label's supposed to go and see if he sees any people? No, no, no. I meant to say, see if he spots, see if he spots a pair of tefillin that somebody left behind. You mean any should do the mitzvah of Hashem's Veda? No, 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 no. They, they probably left it in the shul so that they're able to, to, to use them tomorrow. They, they leave them there from day to day. Well, what did they do at night? Sammy, we don't wear tefillin at night. Oh, right, I forgot. Okay. So, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Rebbe. What is it? Yeah, so, so, yeah, so you should go into the shul. He should look around. If he finds a pair of tefillin on the table, he should take them, and he should use them, and he should put them on, and he should do everything he normally does with tefillin, and then when he's done, he should wrap them up, put them away in the in the tefillin bag, and he'll get the mitzvah. That's what you should tell Label to do. Okay, so Rebbe, let me get this clear. I should go to the show. Yes, you got it. And I should find Label. You got it. And I should say to Label that he should go into the show. Yes. And he should look at the tables. Yes. And he should find himself a pair of tefillin. Very good. And he should steal them. What? Yeah, that's what Rebbe said. Rebbe said that I should I should tell Label to be a goslin, to be a stealer. He should steal somebody's tefillin. I did not say that. Rebbe, is it possible that in class last week, there was a boy, I won't mention Avremel's name because that would be Lashon Hara. I think you already blew that job. <laughs> oh, I mean, there was a boy in the class who who who, there was a boy in the class who went into the back of the room and was playing with a ball that he found on the floor. And then when another boy in class came, I, I won't mention my name because I don't want to make the whole story of Big Lashon Haram, who came in the room and saw the boy, uh, the boy, not the boy who, who, whose, whose ball it was, but the boy who was playing with the ball uh, without Rishos, playing with the ball, he said to the boy, Avramo, put my ball, I mean, I mean, I mean, boy, put my ball down. And, and the boy who was playing with the ball said to the boy who was not playing with the ball, he says, well, I'm allowed to play with it because, because it was lying here on the ground. And, and I said, I said, I said, no. And he said, yes. And, and Rebbe said, when Rebbe came into the classroom 
and found me standing on top of my desk, ready to jump on Avramel's back. I mean, when Rebbe found one boy standing on the desk, ready to jump on the other boy, Rebbe said, what's going on? And I started to tell Rebbe that what's going on is that I came into the class. Uh, yeah, I know that part. And Rebbe said that, that I should sit down. Okay. And I sat down. Get to the point. And, and, and Rebbe then told uh, uh, the boy who, 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 might, might, who was playing that really it's gazela to use somebody else's stuff without permission. Ah, that's a good question. Ah, Rebbe, I know. That's why I asked it. Ah, well, that is a good question. You know, this halacha that I just told you, I didn't make up. It's in the Shulchan Aruch. Really? You know what, Sammy? Come into my study. I want to show you the Shulchan Aruch inside. Inside the study? No, inside the Sefer. We're going to go inside the Sefer, Rebbe? How do you do that? No. no. Maybe on some videos they sometimes go inside the Sefer. Maybe on, maybe on some videos they do that. But, but in real life, we're not going to go inside the Sefer. I'm going to show you what the Sefer says. And the Rebbe went to the wall, and he pulled out a big, gigantic Shulchan Aruch from the wall. It was almost as tall as Sammy. And he opened it up to Simon Yudalid. And he pointed with his finger to the halacha, where the Mechaber, Rabbi Yosef Cairo, writes the halacha, that you're allowed to borrow someone's talis. And then Ramosha Israelis, the Ramah, comments, and you're also allowed to borrow his tefillin. And then the Rebbe took out another sefer, called the Mishnah Brura, and pointed to the commentary written by the Chavetz Chaim, and pointed to the words, Nichalele Inish. And the Rebbe explained, when it comes to mitzvahs, people want their things to be used for mitzvahs. And therefore, Label is allowed to use the tefillin, because whoever's tefillin they are, likely wants Label to be able to do the mitzvah of tefillin, and will be happy and excited to know that Label used his tefillin for the mitzvah of tefillin today. Oh, wow. So, so you mean for a mitzvah? I mean, so Rebbe means for a mitzvah, you can use other people's stuff even without permission? That's right. Wow. Because people want you to use their stuff for a mitzvah? That's exactly right. People, that's what people want. People want people to use their stuff for a mitzvah. Wow. Okay, Rebbe. But Sammy, I have more to tell you. But Rebbe, I better go back to label because he told me that I have to be back by, I forgot what time it was, but but it's already way past, I've been in Rebbe's house for almost 15 minutes already. And, and I had to walk here. Okay. So go back. We'll come back when you have time. Okay, bye, Rebbe. And Sammy walked out of the de- and Sammy walked out of the study, and he took a turn to walk out of the porch door. Uh, uh, Sammy, you can go out the front door. You don't have to go out the porch door. Uh, uh, thanks, Rebbe. And Sammy left, and he ran down the block. He ran as quick as he could back to the shul. When he got to shul, Label was in the middle of davening. Label was up to Kriyashma. And he didn't want to say Shema without having his tefillin, because the Gemara says a person really should say Shema with tefillin if he could. And Sammy said to Label, okay, this is what you need to do. You need to go in the show and steal somebody's tefillin. <gasps> I, mean, I, mean, I, I, I mean, it's not called stealing. You need to go in the show and find somebody's tefillin and, and use them. 
But oh, but it can't be somebody's tefillin that he's wearing because I, I didn't ask Rebbe about the tefillin. Somebody's wearing the tefillin. Can you take them off? It has to be some tefillin. Rebbe said in a bag. My Rebbe said you know in a, in a tefillin bag. You can take it, and then you have to put it back, and, and then it's okay. And label stuck out of his hand, and he gave Sammy a yashik kayach, and Sammy went back to his seat to learn more pirkeiavos. That's the first half of the story. Do you want the second half of the story? Okay, good. Because I want to tell you the second half of the story. The whole reason I'm telling this to you is for the second half, not really the first half. Second half of the story. Here we go. You ready? The next day in school, the entire class came early. You know how after vacation, you look forward to going to school because you were sitting home bored all day. And so they ran into the classroom after they finished davening. They quickly took out their gemaras and they quickly sat down and the Rebbe walked in and Rebbe Gold began to teach the gemara and everyone was reading and participating so loudly and everyone was using all of their energy and they were full of excitement. And the boys were learning so stark, so strongly, so greatly, so awesomely that they were using up all their breakfast, all the calories that they built up in breakfast to give them energy to learn were being depleted. And by the time it rolled around to recess time, 10.45, some of the boys, their stomachs were growling so loud that the Rebbe almost couldn't even teach. And the Rebbe said, all right, Bachrim, boys, we're going to have recess. Now, normally recess starts at 10.45 and goes to 11.05, and you have to be back in your seats by 11.10. But today, because everyone's stomachs are growling so much, I'm going to allow recess to start at 10.45, and it's going to go to 11.10. You're back in your seats at 11.15, and the extra five minutes, you should eat a snack. The boys were smiling. Oh, their learning paid off. And then the Rebbe said, and after recess, we're going to shtag more. We have another little bit I want to do in the Gemara before the end of the day. And we are going to learn it up, Bamish. We're going to create with such a avir of Torah, such a ruach of Torah, that it's going to be like, you're going to see fire above the school. Because there's so much kayach of Torah, and Torah is like fire. Uh, Rebbe, I thought, I thought, I thought, uh, uh, Torah learning is, is compared to water. Uh, yeah, it, it is. Well, well, water puts out fire, so why, why would, why would we have a fire on top of the building? And anyway, then the fire department would come anyway and put out the fire. <laughs> good, good question, Kusil. I'll explain it to you later. But okay, right now I need everyone to go, go to recess quickly. And everyone ran to their backpacks, and they looked in their backpacks for their snacks. And they took out their various snacks as they raced outside for recess. In that school, they weren't so good at getting in line. And the Rebbe left the classroom. Sammy was still in the room. You see, Sammy went to his backpack also. Because he also wanted a snack. Because he also was hungry. Because he also learned with tremendous cheshek and tremendous simcha and tremendous energy. And he also wanted to be able to learn after recess with such energy. And he opened the zipper of his backpack and he reached inside for his lunchbox and his mouth flew open. 
Hey, where's my lunchbox? He took his backpack. He unzipped every pocket. And he looked in each pocket. But his lunchbox, or his lunch, wasn't there. Sammy then took his entire backpack and dumped it upside down on the floor. Pens, pencils, pennies, tissues, books, notebooks, old homework papers that he forgot to do, and notes for his parents from the month of Elo all fell out onto the floor. But there was no lunchbox. I can't believe it. Did I forget my lunch? Did I make a lunch? Yeah, I think I made a lunch last night. And I put it in the fridge, and and I'm not sure, Oyve, what am I going to do? And as he repacked his backpack, he thought to himself that maybe he can go to Rabbi Feingold and Rabbi Feingold might offer him some something to eat so that he has energy. As he stood up, ready to maybe go to Rabbi Feingold's office, he walked by Avremel's backpack. Avremel's backpack was open. And he took a peek inside at Avramel's backpack. And he noticed that there in Avramel's backpack was a chocolate Danish. Not just one, but two. Each Danish was individually wrapped in this cellophane, in this plasticky wrap. Each Danish set on it. Beigels, the name of a company that makes Danishes. And each Danish had a Hechsher on it. And each Danish looked delicious. Sammy looked at these Danishes and he thought to himself, hmm, Avremel's not going to eat two of them. These Danishes are six inches across. They're very large. They're almost the size of a pizza pie. They're almost the size of a pizza pie. People don't eat that much. Avremel's a skinny guy. He doesn't need it. Probably he brought one for today and one for tomorrow. So, I think, hey, Rebbe, Rebbe, yeah, I think I could do it. And Sammy reached into Avremel's backpack and took one of the Danishes, unwrapped the wrapper, made a bracha with a lot of kavana, baruch, ato, Hashem. We're thinking in his mind, Hashem is the king of the Adon HaKol, the master of everything. Elokeinu, Hashem is the God of the Jewish people, and He is our personal God, Mashkiach, and He has all the power to do everything. Melech He rules the entire world. Boire, He creates. Mine, all different types. Mezoines of Geshmake food. And Sammy, completing the bracha, took a big, gigantic bite out of the Danish. And boy, was it soft and delicious, chocolatey with the right amount of chocolate, soft because it was freshly baked. Ah, geschmack. 
And Sammy, eating the Danish, walked down the hall towards the door to outside. By the time he got outside, there was none of the Danish left. He had finished it. Oy vey, I forgot. He went back to the door, went back in the building, and he found a chair in the hall, and he sat down. Mrs. Gold, the secretary, said, uh, Sammy, why are you sitting in the chair over here? I- I'm sorry, I just need for one minute, one minute. I'll be up in a minute. I just have to make an al because I ate a Danish. Oh, was it good? Mrs. Gold asked. Oh, it was delicious. I- I'm telling you, I-, 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 I could eat another one too, but, but, but I can't because it's, because it's, because it's, um, because it's, um, 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 it's not mine. Okay. And he made an al and he made it with a lot of kavana, baruch ato Hashem. Elokeinu melech oilom al hamichyo the al akal koilo he said to Mrs. Gold, "What's the matter? Oh, you, uh, uh, uh. oh, do you need a bencher maybe to help you with al michyo? Oh, here you go. I happen to have one on my desk." And she gave him the bencher. And he took the venture and he finished al and then he went out to recess and he played for a little bit and recess was over and everyone came inside and it was 11.10. There was five minutes left. The Rebbe was setting up for the next piece of Gemara, writing words on the board, writing a Q and an A for question and answer, writing a P for proof of Remel, seeing that he had five minutes left, having finished the snack that he had of grapes, because his mother told him he had to eat the grapes before he ate any junk, figured he had just enough time to take a few delicious bites of the Danish that he brought to school. And he walked over to his backpack, and he looked inside, and he froze. As everyone sat down and got quiet, as the Rebbe turned around and said, Okay, Rabbi, say two-minute warning. Avremel said, Rebbe? Yes, Avremel. There's been a Geneva. Really? Yes, I came to school today with two Danishes, and now there's only one Danish in my backpack. Now, not every boy heard what Avremel said. Sammy did not hear what Avremel said. He was farther back in the classroom. And the Rebbe said to Avremel, are, are you sure? Am I sure what? Are you sure you brought two Danishes today? Yes. Are you sure it's not in your backpack? Yes, because they were on the top of the pile, and now there's only one Danish there. How about, why don't you uh, look, maybe he fell into your backpack. Okay. Avremel went back to his backpack, and Avremel reached down deep into the backpack to try to find the Danish. He didn't find it. He looked at this pocket and in that pocket. He didn't find it. His Rebbe came over and said, you know what, Avramo? Maybe let's dump out your backpack and let's see if the Danish maybe fell to the bottom. Rebbe, we really don't have to do that. Uh, maybe maybe it happened. Maybe let's try it out. And the Rebbe helped Avramo dump out the backpack and pens and pencils and pennies and books and papers and an old lunch. Avramo, you really think, I really think you need to put that in the garbage. It smells a little moldy. Yeah, it has my, well, I don't know what it was, but it's green and it's got fur on it. Yeah, that means it's moldy. Throw in the garbage, okay? Okay, Rebbe. I hear there's no danger. And as Avremel walked to the garbage can and took his moldy something, 
to throw inside. He looked into the garbage can and his mouth dropped open. And he turned around swiftly and he said, Rebbe! Yes, Rebbe? Is everything okay? Is it possible, Rebbe, for Rebbe to come here? What's the matter? Is there fire in the garbage can? Worse. The Rebbe came over to the garbage can and he looked at the garbage and he said, oh, I see garbage. Rebbe, look at this. And he picked up the wrapper, the wrapper from the Danish that he had brought. Someone stole my Danish. Now the Rebbe knew it was a serious matter. Okay, everyone, I'm going to get to the bottom of it. Could you please put everything back in your backpack and then find your seat? Avramel did. Refilled his backpack, went to his seat. The Rebbe turned around. It was already 11.20. And the Rebbe said, <coughs> Rabbi Sai, Rabbi Sai, everyone quiet down from your... I know you're being very quiet and talking very quietly amongst yourselves, but quiet down. We're about to learn Gemara. But I want to tell the Talmudim something very important. It's true that learning Torah is the sweetest thing. And it's true that we have to try to be nice to each other. And it's true we have to focus on all these different things during the day. But that's a lot of assays. That's a lot of positive things. But we also have to keep the terror lace assays. And one of the terror lace assays, one of the avarice in the Torah, is don't steal. Don't take other people's things without permission. Did everyone hear that a mitzvah before? The mitzvah slice to say not to steal? If you did, raise your hand. And all the hands went up. Vitzalil. Uh, yes, Rabbi. Why is your hand not up? Uh, uh, why is everyone's hand up? Vitzalil, what are you doing over there? Oh, sorry. Bring me the, bring me the game. And Vitzalil walked up a little embarrassed holding a little video game electronic video game that he was playing in his desk. Thank you, Bitsalo. My kids will enjoy this game. Rabbi, is there a way to get it back? Yes, you can get it back after you get married. Rabbi! Sit down. Does everyone here know about Geneva, about stealing? Terry says, don't steal. Okay, I'm glad everyone knows about it, including Bitsalo. Well, there's a problem. When a person steals, it affects their ability to learn Terry. It's certainly not being nice to your friends. Everyone's waiting for the Rebbe to get to the point. Why is the Rebbe all of a sudden talking about stealing? And then the Rebbe said, I don't know what happened. I don't know the circumstances, and I don't want to not be down the kafsechus. But, somehow, a Danish that a boy brought to school is no longer in this world. Sammy raised his hand. Rebbe means that it died? Should we send the Kayanim out of the building? Sammy, this is not time for jokes. Someone took a Danish from the boy's backpack, opened up the Danish, both of those being stealing, and then ate the Danish. At least they had the decency to throw the wrapper in the garbage and not leave it on the floor. Beryl's hand shot up. Rabbi? Uh, yes, Beryl? Is it possible maybe it was a mouse? A pretty talented mouse that 
opens up plastic wrappers on danishes and makes sure that the wrapper goes into the garbage. Yes, nothing. Ready. It probably was a kid in another class because our, our class were full of such tzaddikim. You're right, Nelson. Everyone in this class is a big tzaddik. But it happened during recess and no other classes had recess when we had recess today. Suddenly, Sammy chapped. They were talking about the Danish that he ate. Sammy's hand shot up in the air his body coming after it like a rocket taking off into space. Sammy, is everything okay? Yes, Rebbe. Is it possible? Yes, Sammy. I ate the Danish. Everyone in the class, they looked at Sammy. Their eyes were open wide. Their mouths were open wide. Their hands were covering their mouths. They couldn't believe it. It's one thing to be a Ghanif. It's another thing to admit in front of your entire class with a big smile on your face that you're a Ghanif. Aren't you ashamed of yourself? The Rebbe asked Sammy. Ashamed? No. I, I, oh, I'm sorry, Rebbe. You're sorry? Sammy turned to Avremo. Avremo, thank you. Okay, Rebbe, I said thank you. What? What? Is that what Rebbe meant? That I should be ashamed because I didn't say thank you? That's it? Yeah, yeah, Rebbe, that's it. Sammy, that was Avremel's Danish. I know. What right did you have to take that Danish and eat it? Who told you that you could do so? Sammy, realizing that his Rebbe was really upset, paused for a second, and he said, Rebbe... Does Rebbe really want me to tell Rebbe who told me I could take the Danish? Yes. In front of the whole class? Yes. Isn't that like, 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 like Lashon Hara? Um, well, since I don't think that anybody else told you to take the Danish, no, it's not Lashon Hara. Well, but somebody did. Sammy, just tell me. Who told you that you could take that Danish? Um, Rebbe did. What? I told you that you could take the Danish? Mm-hmm. Yep. I said, Sammy, Avremel has two Danishes in his backpack. Why don't you go during recess when Avremel's not around and take one out and eat it and put the wrapper in the garbage? Is that what I said to you? Um, not exactly. So I don't understand. I said this to you now, today, in class, during Gemara, during recess, what, what? No, no, Rebbe told, Rebbe, Rebbe told me yesterday. Yesterday? There was no school yesterday. I know Rebbe. And that's why I even had a conversation with Rebbe yesterday. What? Remember I came to Rebbe's house yesterday? And I rang the doorbell and nobody answered and I ran around the back and I came into the porch and I, and I came into Rebbe's study? Oh, yeah. And remember Rebbe took me into his study? And now the kids were jealous Sammy got to go into Rebbe's study. And remember, Rebbe took a big, 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 uh, big shukhanarach. Yeah, shukhanarach. And, and, yes, you can seal. Oh, so, sorry to interrupt, but isn't shukhanarach what we, what we do during the Seder? Um, uh, like, you know, uh, and how, how did Rebbe, how, how did you guys take a shukhanarach 
it's during the Seder, and it's not Pesach. I'll tell you later, Yixil. Yes, Sammy. And and then Rebbe took the 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 Mishnayis. You mean the Mishabura? Oh, right, the Mishabura, right? And 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 Rebbe showed me that 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 idea. What idea? That that people are happy when you do mitzvahs with their things. So what? Well, Rebbe, it's kind of like this. You see, Rebbe, I learned for the first two hours of class with such a cheshik and such kishmak, right? You did, Sammy. I, I will admit, you learned with a lot of cheshik, a lot of drive, a lot of enthusiasm. You were yelling and shouting with everyone else so loudly that Rabbi Feingold came three times to make sure that we weren't causing trouble. Okay. Well, when I was done, I was hungry. Yes, everyone was hungry. And so I went to my lunchbox. Yeah. And it wasn't there. So how'd you go to your lunchbox? All right. I went to my backpack and my lunchbox wasn't there. Okay. And Rebbe said that he wanted the next part of the class to be so gishmak and so lebedic and so, and so full of learning Torah. Which it's not being because we're busy talking to you about a Danish. Yeah, yeah, whatever. That, that, it's not my fault. I, I, Rebbe, Rebbe, I mean, is it possible that Rebbe's the one who brought it up? Yeah, go on. And, and so, so I, I didn't know what to do. Okay. So you stole someone's Danish because you didn't know what to do? No, 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 no. Rebbe, Rebbe, it's mamish, mamish what Rebbe taught me yesterday. Uh, let me hear this. So I was walking out of the go to recess. And I passed by Avramel's backpack. And I saw Avramel had two Danishes. And I knew that Avramel probably didn't need two Danishes. Because probably he brought one in case the other one got something happened to it. Uh, which it did, by the way. And, and got eaten by me. And, and, um, and then he has the other Danish left. That's not even true, Sammy. I brought two Danishes because I needed Lechem Mishnah. Lechem Mishnah, Vermel? Well, I'm just kidding. But I wanted two Danishes because my mother said I could have two Danishes. And, and I can eat two Danishes. Okay, anyway. Yeah, go ahead, Sammy. Yes, yeah, so what happened? And so I, I saw the two Danishes and I realized that this was a perfect opportunity to follow the halacha that Rebbe taught me yesterday. What? Rebbe taught me that people want mitzvahs to be done with their thing. And I said to myself, if I eat that Danish, I will be doing so many mitzvahs. I'm sure Avramel wants me to eat that Danish. What are you talking about, Sammy? When I took the Danish, I had extra kavana in the mitzvah of making a bracha. When they made the bracha. And Avramel gets reward for my bracha with a lot of kavana. And then after I ate the Danish, I almost forgot, but I did. I, I remembered. I made an alamichya. It took me 25 minutes to make the alamichya because it said it was so much kavana. Sammy, recess what was, was just about 25 minutes. And, and you were, uh, I'm exaggerating. But I said a lot of kavana and, and Avramel got a mitzvah from that. And I'm sure Avramel's really happy that he's going to have more olam haba because of me. But the most important thing, it was the mitzvah of eating the Danish. Mitzvah of eating the Danish? The Torah says, mitzvah, Danish tochal, you should eat Danishes? No, no, no. Because I ate the Danish, why? L'shem shemayim, so that I could have the energy to learn Torah. And so, therefore, I was doing a mitzvah by eating the Danish, and Avremel wants me to do mitzvahs with this stuff, and so therefore I was eating the Danish and getting a Remel reward for letting me do mitzvahs of the stuff. And that's why I did it. All thanks to Rebbe. All thanks to me. That's right. Because Rebbe taught me. Nicha, Leila Inish, 
that a person's happy that when another person uses their money for mitzvahs. That's right. And so, and so, and so, Avramel, aren't you happy? Sammy, if this is what happiness is, my happiness will be complete after I come and I punch. Avramel, is that really true, Sammy? Is that really the story? Yes, Rabbi. That's the story. Oh, Sammy. You are a big tzaddik. And you really like to listen to your Rebbe a lot. But Sammy, next time, when you listen to your Rebbe, listen fully. What, 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 what does Rebbe mean? Sammy, do you remember what I told you as you were walking out of my house? Um, um, goodbye? No. I told you to come back. Oh, right. 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 I remember that. I remember that. Oh, oh, I'll come today. No, but let me explain. You know why I wanted you to come back? Um, because you wanted to give me some cookies? No. Um, you wanted me to put this farm away that we used? No. Because I started teaching you the halacha that was relevant, that was necessary for label. But I didn't finish the halacha. Rebbe didn't? No. And I wanted you to come back to hear the end of the halacha. Oh. You know what the Shulchan Aruch says after the Shulchan Aruch says you're allowed to borrow someone's tefillin? Because people want you to use their tefillin? I, I, I don't know. The Shulchan Aruch says you're not allowed to borrow someone's tefillin. And that's the reason why you couldn't take the Danish. Rebbe means that that people ate svarim in the olden days and the Shulchan Aruch says you can't take the svarim so I can't take a Danish? Or was I supposed to cut the Danish open and try to learn it? No, 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 no. Why can't you borrow someone's svarim? Mm, uh, I don't know. Because they're in his house and the door's locked. And when he rings the bell, nobody gets the bell. And when he knocks on the door, and, and, and nobody gets there. And then when he gets inside the patio door, the door's closed. And when he knocks, his Rebbe's there. The reason why you can't use somebody else's svarim is because svarim, when you use them, a lot of times what ends up happening? I fall asleep. No, 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 that's not what happens. What ends up happening is you turn the pages and sometimes you rip a page. Your hands have chocolate cake on them and you get the chocolate cake onto the page. You sneeze at... Rabbi, that's gross. Okay, fine. We'll skip that one. But the other things happen, and, and the, it gets dirty, and it gets ruined. And even though you're allowed to do... You, and even though you're allowed to use somebody else's thing for a mitzvah, that's only if it doesn't get ruined, or damaged, or used up. But if it gets ruined, damaged, or used up, you can't use it for a mitzvah. Even if a person... Probably will let. And if you do, it's called stealing. Oy vey, Rebbe. I, I feel terrible. I, 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 I feel really terrible. Um, um, what should I do? Well, the terrorist says that when a person does steal, but, but I did it by mistake. Stealing by mistake is also stealing. But I didn't know the halacha. 
Stealing without knowing the halacha is also stealing. The Torah tells you, when you steal from somebody, Return what you stole right away. You have to return it. But, 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 Rabbi, I don't have any danishes. That's true. You have two choices. You could go to the store after school and buy a Vremel a new Danish. Or you can give a Vremel the value of the Danish. Oh. Um, I think I have money in my pocket and I'm not sure if I can go to the store after school. So, um, how much was the Danish? $30,000! Avramel, your Danish was $30,000? That's right. Uh, Avramel, the Danish wasn't $30,000. Yeah, but he owed me $30,000 because that Danish was a prize for my mother for cleaning my room because my room was so messy. For, I mean, I mean, uh, why am I saying this? All right, all right, listen. Avramel, I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to find out how much the Danish costs. And I could either buy you a Danish or you could have the value of the Danish. Which one would you rather? Hmm. I, um, I, I, I guess, I guess I'd rather Danish. Okay. So Sammy, I'm going to go to the store, I'm going to buy a Danish and bring it to the class tomorrow and you'll give me the money, the value of the Danish, okay? Oh, okay. But could I ask Avramo for Mechila meanwhile? Well, you, you know what, you should probably wait till tomorrow to ask him for Mechila. Well, I would wait till tomorrow, but there's a problem. What's the problem? The problem is that uh, I don't want to mess other people up. Mess other people up? Yeah, because probably when, before everyone goes to sleep every night, he probably says Hamapil and Kriyash Malamita. Okay. And in Kriyash Malamita, there's a special paragraph to say that you forgive everyone who caused you trouble. And, and I don't want him to say that um, if I'm not supposed to get forgiven yet. And therefore, he's not going to say it at all. And anybody else who hurt him will, will not be forgiven. All right. Don't worry about it. Let him say his Mahamapo paragraph. You'll ask him tomorrow for forgiveness, and I'll buy the Danish. Okay, Rebbe. But Rebbe? Yes, Sammy. Could Rebbe do me a favor? Maybe. Could Rebbe buy me a Danish too? What? Well, I'll give Rebbe the money for it, but I'm worried that tomorrow I might forget my lunch again. And then I'm not going to have energy to learn. But if Rebbe buys me a Danish and leaves it in Avramel's backpack... <laughs> I'll be sure to find it. All right, Sammy. All right, Billy Nedder, I'll buy you a Danish. And that's the story. <laughs>